Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. You want those idiots who believe in analytics? Yeah, I am. It is a numbers game Tuesday morning. Good Tuesday morning to you right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Phobos, Link, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. However you're taking us in this morning, uh, glad you could join us. Pete Futak. In reverse order today uh, on college football, his thoughts on week zero gone by and his uh, favorite place for week one in college football as uh, in earnest football, mere days away, uh, this time in full stride in college football. Speaking of which, uh, hour number two, Dr. Bob will join us. Bob Stoll, a professional sports betting modeling pioneer, a guy who uh, used algorithms to predict sports before anybody else really did. Uh, with exceptions of maybe like the computer group or something like that. But he made it his point in college to uh, be a stats major and applied his skills to sports betting. He's got college football season win totals for you today. He had 11 of them, uh, one of which UCLA has already gotten off. They've already played a game, so we're not going to talk about UCLA, obviously. And of the other 10, four have moved to a point where they're no longer within the parameters of where Bob would play them. But that leaves six, and we will talk about his remaining six-season win totals in college football that are imminently playable per his numbers. So we'll do that. We'll get his week one thoughts in college football as well with great Dr. Bob. So big college football focus in hour number two. Uh, This hour, Scott Seidenberg will join us. Uh, Let's call him a VEASAN contributor, Jason. Is that what we want to call him? He'll be a co-hosting betting across America today. We're allowed to say that as well. Um, He comes to us from uh, New York most recently, I believe it is. And uh, yes, 
Jason nodding once again. <laughs> Jason nodding once again. Uh, but we'll talk to him about all things. He recently has come off, and I'm not making this up, a 20-game Major League Baseball betting streak. 20 games. Now, I'm not sure if he was betting big favorites. I'm not sure what he was doing. But 20 in a row from Scott Zeidenberg. Uh, we'll talk to him about baseball, get his thoughts on uh, both the New York football giants and the New York Jets as well. And Drew Dinsick to join us momentarily. Uh, kind enough to, uh, we always start with Drew because Drew is in the anchor position, the, the anchor of the show here this morning on Tuesdays, each and every Tuesday, kind enough to join us to talk tennis, uh, specifically with us about the U.S. Open reactions to day one, what he's got today and day two. Does he have any bets for quarters, quarters that have not started yet, uh, perhaps this morning, that are still up those markets. Um, we'll see if Drew has thoughts on that. And uh, then some football thoughts. Has he been anything? Week number one. By the way, I have tennis picks today. I got four coming up later on the show. Um, yesterday, two and three. Yesterday was kind of ho-hum. The two favorites... They were small favorites, but they both won. Uh, one was minus 145. By the time I gave it out, it was like minus 175 on uh, Bernabe, Cara, uh, Bernabe Zapata Miraes, excuse me. Uh, that one in five sets. Kaja Juvan at the bottom won easily in straight sets, minus 106. Uh, the three dogs did not, did not get there in the end. The one real shot we had, and it was a legit shot and would have turned our day from a small loss into a, into a winning day, was the Magda Lynette one at plus 250 against Coco Goff. She was up a set and up a break, and we looked like we might get that one home, and then Coco Goff, steely as she can be, turned that match around and ended up winning in the three-setter. By the way, the one I liked the most, and this is also the, the, the sort of trick of sports betting sometimes, the one I liked the best was probably the worst of them all. It was the longest shot. I guess I didn't respect the market enough. But I really liked uh, Tsvetana Pironkova against Daria Kasatkina at plus 335. I thought that price was ridiculous. Apparently it wasn't ridiculous, quite frankly, uh, at all. She got smoked, just wasn't ready for prime time in this. She had played less on hard court, as mentioned, uh, than did Kasatkina. But uh, it was a wide variance kind of match, and that variance went against us big time. So 2-3 and three yesterday. Uh, we lose a unit. After a 14-3-1 run the last couple weeks in tennis to go 2-3, and three, not the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> though, though you wouldn't believe it if you saw one or two tweets about, ah, oh, you're the worst. You went 2-3. and three. Okay. All right. Everybody calm down. So we have four more picks coming up on that. Interested to hear uh, what Drew has. And by the way, just such, and I know, again, tennis does it moved the needle for some folks, but it is this is this is the Super Bowl for tennis fans and tennis betters. Uh, Sixty-four matches again today, thirty-two on the men's and ladies side as they round out the first round, uh, and just so much drama with uh, you know non-betting things. The, the, the Murray Tsitsipas match where uh, Murray said he lost all respect for Tsitsipas because of his long break after set number three when Murray was up two sets to one. Nick Kyrgios doing his Nick Kyrgios thing last night um, and upsets. Ugo Umber going out to a quali in five. So all kinds of things going down there. And so let's bring him in. It is Gil Alexander on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, Drew Densick from the Bet the Edge podcast, and of course also uh, Densick Classic, which is the uh, Deep Dive podcast, which he does with Andy Bollator. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's been uh, a great, great start to the week. Love it, love it, love it this time of year when we have sort of the clash of the end of the tennis season and the yes. start of the NFL season. Uh, every, you know, I, it 
at times it can be overwhelming having as much tennis as we have uh, on day one and day two of a slam. But uh, I absolutely loved yesterday's action and uh, got a surprise that Murray uh, Sissipas match was an instant classic and, uh, you know, still providing drama to this minute. <laughs> Andy Murray out here just dropping bombs on Sissipas, uh, you know, just very, very frustrated that he didn't have a, you know, you know, a little bit more of a sporting chance in that fifth set after that long break. But uh, that was incredible drama and, uh, you know, Hat, hat tip to Sir Andy Murray for, uh, you know, performing at that level, which was somewhat unexpected. That's right. Let's give him his knighted title, Sir Andy Murray, who uh, was not acting like a sir yesterday on the court. He was really upset <laughs> about uh, Tsitsipas taking long breaks. Tsitsipas has been, uh, you know, uh, charged with this for some time now recently, especially he's ramped it up with these long breaks. Also, uh considered someone who might be getting coaching during matches, which is a no-no, although he is like, you know, front of the uh, the heap wanting to allow coaching. It isn't yet, so that's a little underlying drama. What was your biggest takeaway? Uh, Because I agree with your point, by the way, if you're a tennis better, and I know most people are, are betting other sports and are not necessarily tennis betters, but you're right, for us, it's almost, these two days, it's almost too much. It's almost too much because yeah. you, you don't have time to breathe. You are, you are handicapping for tomorrow. You are making bets that are going on. You know, you're, you have bets that are going on. And you're like, if I could just get through these two days, it'll just like get a little easy, a little easier. But what was your biggest takeaway from yesterday? Yeah, my, I mean, my, one of my biggest takeaways for the U.S. Open, and this doesn't even really apply to yesterday, but it was very apparent yesterday. Uh, the U.S. Open, so much about form matters. And when I say form, I just mean like how much how much blood have you shed over the course of this tennis season to this point? You know, like, do you have anything left in the tank? You know, what is the fatigue done to you of traveling around the world for, you know, nine months and, uh, you know, and, and, and pursuing your professional career? And uh, you can gauge pretty well among the qualifiers in the run up to this event. Um, you know, who can handle the conditions? Who is, you know, who is playing? performing well with the court speed with the balls and uh you know the the fellows who at least on the men's side the fellows who i thought came through qualifying impressively um all put up pretty impressive showings in round one uh and i would expect that that carries through here to um you know to the second half of round one today um but you know it just kind of goes to show you that you know that the u.s open is a funny beast because unlike the you know the australian open happens right at the beginning of the season everyone's fresh no one's really carrying injuries no one's really dealing with any um you know hardship at that point in the season the and then you have your french open right at the tail end of sort of what everybody's trying to peak for at least all the europeans who are you know who are clay you know, court uh, performers in general are all trying to peak for the French Open. Uh, And then Wimbledon, obviously the teeny little abbreviated grass season kind of gives some players who have strengths on grass a chance to highlight, um, you know, their performances. But then, you know, you have the North American hardcore swing, which ends with the U.S. Open here. And um, it's really a kind of a battle of attrition at this point. I mean, it's a long season to play week in, week out on, you know, all around tour and, you know, traveling the world. And, uh, you know, the guys who, uh, you know, there, there's kind of a mix of guys who have underwhelmed to this point in the season who are really trying to 
sort of save their campaign, for lack of a better word. You know, like they need they need a deep run here in order to keep those ranking points so they don't have to go down to the challenger level. They need a deep run here to get that prize money so that they could pay for next year's everything. Um, and, you know, you can kind of identify a couple of those guys, I think, out of the draw here who, you, you know, you may get a little bit more of a motivational bump than you would if it was just a normal tournament. How'd you do yesterday? What'd you bet? Uh, well, my had my biggest bet was uh, on Guido Pella, uh, and he came through for me with a beautiful price. I think I got him at about plus two seventy five was my average uh, price there, and um, that was a fun one too because you know Philip Kranovich, fantastic indoor hardcore player, no no uh, no shame in uh, kind of having a very niche specialty of being good indoors, um, but uh, no way I, I had him anywhere close to that price on, on an outdoor hardcore, particularly as it gets slower and you're kind of bleeding into Pella's strength as far as uh, uh, excelling in the slow condition. So that was a really fun one. I had to wait a long time to get that one, get that one started. Um, but that was a, that was a great result for me. What do you have today? Where did you land? Okay. So couple in play today. Um, I ended up laying the price with uh uh, Karin Hatchinoff and Fabio Fanini. Um, both of those players, I think, are in good form to make some noise at this tournament in general. Uh, Vasek Pospisil, by the way, who's, who's Fabio Fanini's opponent, has been extremely, extremely poor in the run-up to this event. So I almost... I, you know, I would have laid the uh, the games, would have laid the sets with Fabio, uh, although I don't know if Pospisil even really finishes that match. Um, and then uh, I took a couple of long shots, uh, two qualifiers who kind of fit the um, uh, the description I was giving you of guys that came through very impressively, had a difficult little uh, test in qualifying, and and uh, kind of was had some eye opening performances, improved in my numbers. Uh, Oscar Ott. Uh, taking on yeah. Lorenzo, Lorenzo Sonigo today. Uh, I took him at plus five and a half games. I also have a small play on his money line. And uh, Maximilian, Maximilian Marturer. Uh, he has made some noise in slams in the past. We haven't really seen him uh, perform well in the best of five level going back to about 2018. Um, but he's come on this year, and he was really quite impressive in qualifying, although you wouldn't necessarily know it just by looking at his score line. You probably had to watch a little bit of his play. Uh, he's taking on uh, Stevie Johnson. And Stevie Johnson, uh, let me tell you, is not having a very good 2021. Um, Obviously, he made some news last week because he was heavily backed uh, in a match against, uh, who was it? Was it Popperin? I can't remember exactly who he was playing. He was playing an Australian fella, and um, he got steamed out into the minus 300 range, and it was very confusing, head-scratching moment. But realistically, uh, Stevie Johnson, not an especially good player against lefties. Uh, Maximilian Marcher is a lefty uh, on top of the fact that, uh, yeah, we just haven't really seen anything from Stevie Johnson that warrants uh, him being a minus four game favorite here. Um, so I took the plus four for Marcher, my favorite play of the day, uh, as well as a small play on his money line. It's funny. I have, so doing all the handicapping that I had yesterday, all by the numbers, I have Maximilian Marcher marked down against Stevie Johnson. <laughs> I have Ote down and I didn't pull the trigger on either. Didn't pull the trigger on either, um, but good for you for having done so. Um, what's interesting is we are oppo on another one, though. Ooh. We are oppo on the Lloyd Harris uh, uh, Karen Kachinov match. We are oppo on that. Um, and so that's interesting to me how you, you are very, you're bullish on Kachinov at that number. By the way, we just have breaking news, and I just want to break in here because uh, sure. we're going to transition to football anyway. But the Patriots have just released Cam Newton. Ah. 
The Patriots Whoa. have just released Cam Newton. Breaking Whoa. news this morning. Uh, first reported, first reported by Jim McBride, who's a peri- who's a Patriots beat reporter and writer for the Boston Globe. So, Mac Jones, your starting quarterback in New England, Cam Newton, no longer even rostered. And now, just because this has come up, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll table the tennis discussion. Uh, this is fascinating to me because. One does wonder, your first reaction, and now it's coming across the timeline over there at ESPN, across the crawl. <laughs> so it is, it is absolutely official. One does wonder if, because it's certainly Cam Newton was fine during the preseason in terms of his on-field performance. There was nothing terrible about him on field. One wonders if, you know, and there's lots of things in any, any decision like that, so it's never one thing. But one does wonder if perhaps... Um, certainly there's the Mac Jones impressing Bill Belichick beyond belief part of this, but could it have been his decisions, uh, Cam Newton's, not to get vaccinated as perhaps a problem in this or, or a part of the mix? One wonders if that's part of the equation with Bill Belichick, not that he may ever come out and say that, but Cam Newton no longer a member of the New England Patriots. I'm a little stunned by that. <sighs> I'm a little relieved by that, honestly. Uh, all of the talk in the last week and Bill Belichick kind of stumping for Cam was making me wonder if he was kind of losing his fastball a little bit because having seen Mac Jones perform the way he did at practice last week uh, on on the heels of kind of the opportunity that was Cam, you know, mandatory sitting out and thinking through exactly what you just said, which is there are two very different players. You have two very specific game plans that you are fashioning on a week by week basis if you are expecting Cam Newton or Mac Jones to be your starting quarterback. And if you get a surprise, Cam Newton, uh, close contact, he's out for the next five days, he's not playing, um, that completely throws your game plan into into uh, disarray and uh, you know puts you at a tactical disadvantage. And so, uh, you know, in the back of my head, it was basically a no-brainer. They had to move on from Cam Newton and they had to give Mac Jones this opportunity. And, uh, you know, realistically, there's absolutely no reason you draft a quarterback in round one at this point in the 20, in, in in today's NFL, yeah, you only you only do this. You and and even 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 the Niners kind of uh, you know messing around with whatever their decision making process is, and likely ending up now with Jimmy G instead of Trey Lance does not make a ton of sense to me. Same with the Chicago and Fields. Like get these guys out there as soon as freaking possible. You absolutely need as much tape. You need as much ability to evaluate them in years one, two, and three when when they're on these cost controlled contracts because you have opportunities in years three four and five um, to, you know, roster a very talented team around, you know, a quarterback who's emerging. And um, that's the way that, you know, that's the way that the Seahawks really set up this blueprint that you could compete on the fly, um, you know, with the cost controlled quarterback. And so the sooner Mac Jones gets the reps, the sooner he's there able to, you know, do a true evaluation on him. And, you know, the, the more comfortable he becomes as the, uh, you know, as their starting quarterback, the more likely that they're going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl while Bill Bell Belichick still wants to be a coach in the NFL. Yeah, I want to I want to drive home this point once again because there's it occurs to me and Drew that the, inevitably there's going to be people who hear my first reaction to that about you know being you know being his decision not to get vaccinated uh, as being part of this. This is not we're, we're not making any kind of you know judgments in real life about this kind of thing. We're just making I'm just making a football related comment about this. 
And this is the thing. We saw this, remember, last year with that Denver-New Orleans game where the entire group of Denver quarterbacks was scuttled, and it was essentially a bye week for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa. Yeah, poor, uh, you know, you had a, a quarterback who was one for nine who had not even played quarterback for much at Wake Forest in Kendall Hinton playing for, for the Broncos. This is going to be something that NFL teams have to deal with because the NFL's rules are much more stringent on this this year. That, you know, look, if you're if it is determined that there's a there's a tracing issue, right? This is the Vikings have a real issue with Kirk Cousins deciding that he's not going to do this. And so if you're a teammate of Kirk Cousins, if you're on the Minnesota Vikings, this is going to constantly be in the back of your head all year. Like, well, we could just be one, you know, any, any turnaround, any corner, we could get the news that he won't be able to play this week. And then it's just, it's such a, uh, if, by the way, for betters, not only your bets during the week, right, but contests. Think about your, your contest if you're in against the spread contest. Think about in your, if you're in survivor pools. Not only do you have to, you know, is it incumbent upon you to wait as long as possible because of these COVID restrictions, but you, then you have to kind of wait those last, you know, that last stretch and pray that the team that you've selected isn't affected by this. And so I really do believe, again, immediate reaction, that part of this, whether he admits it or not, is Bill Belichick just, you know, there's other, there's other reasons for it, too. I'm not saying it's the sole decision. But I think it's almost like the tiebreaker for something like this where he's like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this possibility the rest of the year. So I, I think all things considered that you've, you've got to factor that into this. And uh, again, Patriots beat reporter Jim McBride, the first to report this, the Patriots releasing Cam Newton uh, from the roster. So Cam Newton out there now. You think Cam Newton lands somewhere else? No. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's possible. He's got a skill set that uh, is desirable in terms of being able to gain the hard yard, the fourth and one, the goal line carry. Um, and there is there is some there is some team that may talk themselves into, you know, we could really utilize this guy in that way. Um, but he's, you know, the, the, he's a somewhat um, uh, expensive player to add to your roster at a very late stage in the process. So I don't know that he gets a shot this year. And, um, you know, he, he, somebody will probably take a shot on him to you know bring him in for a quarterback competition next year, I would guess. Um, let me ask but, you, let me uh, inter- interrupt yeah. and ask you about the Patriots here. We, we haven't seen any movement yet because this is just breaking now. Do you think this moves any numbers on the Patriots, whether it's a season win total, whether it's a futures? And if so, Drew, which way? <laughs> it moves them up in my book, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Mac Jones is, you know, his ceiling was higher, um, you know, because this is the thing. You saw a live arm-ish from Cam Newton in the preseason. But the likelihood that that was going to last the entire season was low in my mind. He was eventually that, that you know his we we've seen it enough now that uh, you know his shoulder injury was going to wear down his you know the number of um, of attempts was going to have attrition and he was eventually going to be ineffective throwing the ball down the field and so at some point he was going to get the uh, the hook for uh, for Mac Jones. Now you throw Mac Jones out there week one. 
he's got a, he's got a tough you know a tough week one contest, but you get the Jets week two. That's a nice landing spot. Um, so I I do think that uh, in general by the you know the the soft stretch in your schedule five six seven you'll have Mac Jones had enough reps that you can get those wins. Go get those three wins. You've got yourself now in a position where you're competing for either the wild card or the AFC East. So I think, but you know before going to break, Mac Jones rookie of the year. Oh, just about to say of the week last week. There that, it is. That price was like. 10, 11 to 1. That's yeah. absolutely insane. Grab it if it's, it's still up. Portal. Grab it if yeah, it's still absolutely. up immediately. 10 to 1 this morning. I, I bet it's down everywhere, but if there's still some rogue spots, perhaps in faraway places that have it up, grab it immediately. Yep. We'll come back. Five more minutes with Drew. Get his thoughts on what he's bet week one of the National Football League. And we'll go through his tennis bets once again since we glossed over those. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada as the music crashes to a uh, halt. It is Gil Alexander. Um, we'll get to the, uh, we'll, we'll rehash the breaking news here. The Patriots have just released uh, Cam Newton once again. And uh, we'll get you the exact wording on sort of NFL protocol on that. But uh, we'll, as a matter of fact, let me do that right now. This is from uh, this is Tom Pelissero. Uh, the NFLPA sent a letter to players. This is yesterday. Uh, they sent a, a letter to players yesterday saying the uh, the move to weekly, not daily, COVID testing of fully vaccinated individuals, quote, does not sufficiently solve for the real risk of virus transmission going undetected inside a club facility, unquote. Union didn't oppose, but will keep negotiating. Um, here's more from the NFLPA letter to players from Tom Pelissero, adding the union didn't oppose the NFL's proposal for weekly testing of fully vaccinated individuals, quote, because once a week is better than once every 14 days. Unvaccinated and partially vaccinated players still tested daily. And you just, you really do wonder. Um, I don't wonder. I'm convinced of it. That Bill Belichick at some point just made the decision, especially what happened with Cam this week, uh, missing practice, uh, that he was just like, you know what? I don't want this. I don't want to have to deal with the worry of this, even early in the season. He likes what he sees in Mac Jones, and uh, that is that. Cam Newton released from the New England Patriots. Drew Dinsick with us uh, again. Drew, uh, have you made any uh, Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones, if it's still up? I doubt it is, but again, rogue spots in faraway places might still have it up. Grab it if you can, right around 10 to 1. Um, any other reaction to this that we haven't covered? Do you agree with me, by the way, that, that this, so much of this is Cam's decision-making off the field? I agree with you 100% on that. I, I actually don't even know if that's debatable. If any any counter argument is literally just trying to provide cover so they don't get sued for. I agree. For, you know, for whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of covering, uh, you know, covering here to uh, to prevent uh, liability. I guy would guess. Um, but you know, from the standpoint of um, you know game theory, Bills Bills been in this game a long time. He understands exactly what is at risk. If your quarterback you know, becomes unavailable because he went through it last year, he, he went through exactly this last year. Their season got derailed after a very promising two and one start that could have been three and oh, if they had held on against the Seahawks. Uh, and then everything went sideways week four when they had to, uh, you know, go with the, the, you know, plan B and, you know, they never really got back on track. I think, um, you know, having that in the back of your head, any given week, putting it together, a game plan that relies on the skill set of your quarterback first and foremost, uh, was too high of a risk, uh, to, you know, to, to withstand the potential that your quarterback gets pulled uh, on the eve of uh, of your game. What bets do you have for week one? Ooh, I have a bunch in play already. I think I have eight already. <laughs> eight already, oh, and I'm trying to trying to keep it uh, keep it little narrowed down. There's a couple that are gone at this point that I wouldn't necessarily lay the price, but there are still ways to attack. Good example is I played the Buccaneers at minus six and a half, uh, and. I don't think that's coming back. It, pro- it probably comes back to seven. Um, Buccaneers make for a fantastic long teaser leg, by the way, if you can tease them down past seven, past three, if it ends up at seven and a half here. Um, and, uh, but 
you know, still that that is just an absolute massive mismatch in favor of the Buccaneers offense. The way I look at that game, I expect the Buccaneers to pretty comfortably get into the 30s. Um, and uh, realistically, you know, the, 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 there's a lot of questions I still have swirling about this coaching staff in Dallas. So that's a nice spot to look for uh, for the Buccaneers to get off to a solid start. Um, and then uh, the Jets, I think we surely have talked about the Jets Panthers over 43. That has sailed as well. I'm looking at mostly 44, 44 and a half right now on that one. Um, still some edge there. My fair price is 46 for that game. Uh, my fair price for the over in Atlanta Philly is 51. That's at 48. So a decent edge on that one. Uh, I have under Minnesota, Cincinnati, 48. Uh, my fair price on that one is 45 and a half. Um, and then a couple of um, sides that I've played so far. I took the seven points with the Buffalo Bills. That's coming back down now. I think that high point has come and gone. So six and a half is available right now. Don't love it as much as seven. Uh, but really this Buffalo-Pittsburgh team, we saw these teams match up. In December of last year in Buffalo and uh, Pittsburgh was two point dogs. Now they're seven point dogs. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions I have about how that game is lined. I think that's going to be a pretty competitive one score game. So Pittsburgh plus seven is on my card. And then uh, the Cleveland Browns. I think they get the upset against the Kansas City Chiefs to start the season. I took the plus six and uh, I backed them on the money line at plus 205, I believe. Okay. Look that up. And your tennis real quick again is... Ooh, I got uh, Maximilian Martyr, my favorite look of the day. I took him plus four. I took him on the money line. And then Oscarot, expecting him to compete. I have him at plus five and a half. Uh, and then I forgot to mention this earlier, but I took the uh, Sebastian Korda, Nikolaj Bazlashvili over 37. I have Korda coming through that one, 3-2. Okay. Drew Dinsick and Warapo, me and him on, uh, on Lloyd Harris and on Karen Kachinov. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it, man. Hey, best of luck to you too. Whale Capper uh, uh, at whale underscore Capper on Twitter for Drew. My tennis picks next. Numbers game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Now that the NFL preseason is kicked off and now completed, it is the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Football season just eight, I don't know, let's call it nine days away for the opening Thursday night game. Guide is only $19.99. $19.99 is available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. Once again, breaking news in the morning. Cam Newton cut by the New England Patriots. Uh, we get texts. We not only get tweets of being in the book, we get texts. Uh, this is Michael Montesano. If that name sounds familiar to you, uh, he won the Circa Booby Prize for finishing last. Remember, in, in the uh, Circa Millions, not only do you uh, try to win it, but at some point... You try, based on how your performance is going for the first part of the season, you make a conscious decision, at least in Michael's case, to then go for the booby prize and be the worst in the contest. We had him on the air on this show. Um, and just a wonderful guy. And he texted this moments ago. He says, I bet Mac Jones for Offensive Rookie of the Year at 10 to 1 yesterday. You broke the news. I went in and hit it again. Three minutes later, it was taken down. So there you go. Uh, you got to be quick on these things, man. You definitely have to be quick. Uh, this one is from 
This one is from Tim Lawson. Tim Lawson commenting on uh, oh uh, something I said on air yesterday when I was going through the tennis picks. I said I could bore, quote. He just I like when people just send me back quotes of what I said on the on the radio. He said quote I could bore you with some numbers and I think I will momentarily, which is what I guess I did when giving out my tennis picks yesterday. Thank you for that, Tim. Always appreciated. Uh, and this uh, we get tweets at beating the book. This is from Cricket Man because uh, I was saying we were on a 14-3 and one uh, run in tennis, and then yesterday we had the audacity to go two and three and lose one, let's call it one unit. Uh, and uh, I was saying how somebody was complaining on Twitter. Uh, you're the worst. Uh, Cricket man, you mean that all your uh, tennis bets aren't guaranteed? I wondered what all that funny plus and minus numbers meant. I guess people should uh, say for their own if, it, if they don't like yours. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Believe me, I have thoughts. <laughs> okay. Uh, without further ado, here are my four tennis picks. You got Drew's earlier on the show. Here are my four. And by the way, I love his pick on Martyr, and I love his picks on Ote. I just didn't fire on them in the end. But the numbers absolutely corroborate what Drew is saying on those two guys. In the case of Martyr, you just have to wonder, if it, does it translate up uh, to uh, to this level? Here are my, my, my five picks yesterday. Again, two and three. We hit the two favorites. We lose the three dogs. We really had a good shot at the one dog, Magnet Lynette, who was up a set and up a break on Coco Golf and could not get there. But here are my four picks, the first of which I am Oppo Drew. Uh, Drew likes Karen Kachinoff. Uh, I like Lloyd Harris at the number, plus 167. Again, don't want to bore you with the numbers, though I might momentarily. Uh, Lloyd Harris, uh, really good hard court numbers. I don't think he should be this big of a dog, quite frankly, at plus 167. So I went with Lloyd Harris over Corinne Kachinoff, Lloyd Harris, the South African. On the ladies' side, uh, which we'll shift to the ladies' side here in the middle, Sarah Cerebus Tormo, who you may recall we have bet on many times before on this show, uh, going up against Carolina Mukova, good player as well. But again, I don't think the number is justified. I don't think Cerebus Tormo should be this uh, much of a dog, plus 126. Uh, apologies for the uh, construction work going on behind us here at the South Point, if you're hearing that. Uh, also on the ladies' side, now here's where I get into sort of a quality numbers thing. Uh, Nuria Parisas Diaz, uh, minus 154 against Varvara Gracheva. This is one of those where I think the numbers will translate upwards. Parisas Diaz's numbers on hard courts are just spectacular. Spectaculare. Minus 154 on her. And then back to the men's side, uh, Lucas Puy, plus 126 versus Albert Ramos-Vignolas. Albert Ramos-Vignolas, who had a a really good performance in, uh, I believe it was Cincinnati. All the tournaments blend together now, the ones that were uh, run-ups to the U.S. Open. I'm on Puy at plus 126 uh, in this one. Um, because, again, I, I just think that uh, Vignola's historical stats, he has played well of late, but his historical stats are just not as good as those of Puy, and to me, that's mispriced. So those are your four tennis picks for me today as we uh, try to uh, have ourselves a good second day of the United States Open. So three dogs and a favorite, two on the men's side, two dogs, two on the ladies' side in between. And uh, as far as our... As far as our futures plays yesterday, Daniil Medvedev on the uh, men's side, he got past Richard Gasquet in three sets. The uh, the French veteran who's had a great career, Medvedev got it done in straight sets yesterday. And also on the ladies' side, where we have Barbara or Barbara Krajikova at both 18-1 and 20-1, she rolled by Astra Sharma in straight sets on the ladies' side. So both of those with good starts. We didn't get to ask Drew about um, quarters, Jason, quarter bets. 
Um, but if we want to be thorough about this, our old buddy Dan Weston, our old buddy Dan Weston has some uh, some thoughts on that. And really, he sort of corroborates our plays without really, he didn't make these plays that we did, uh, but he corroborates our thinking on both Krajikova and on Medvedev, largely because Krajikova is on the opposite side of Ash Barty in the bracket and Medvedev is on the opposite side of Novak Djokovic. So the draw favors us as well. Uh, we only have to face those two if, in fact, it does happen in the finals. So um, that's the story there. If you do have some of the... Uh, some of the uh, the draws up, or, or I should say the uh, the quarters up. Keep in mind that some are far more competitive than others. So if you're backing someone like Sasha Zverev, know that it's a much more difficult uh, draw than it is for someone like Daniil Medvedev. That's you always have to make sure you're looking at the uh, the competition in each of those draws, but that's that's really the biggest thing you have to look at. So there's you can make futures before the draw is announced, and you're sort of haphazardly doing it, knowing the talent of the player and the numbers behind that player, but you don't know their path. Once you see that path, uh, your pre-draw plays are either you know pushed forward, if you will or have a sort of knock against them, and you have to redo our thinking. In this case, with both Krajikova and Medvedev, the draw really did work out in our favor. Uh, so those are the four picks again. Lloyd Harris, Sarah Cerebus Tormo, Nuria Parisa Diaz, and Lucas Pui on the men's and women's side. And Drew is on Ote plus the games. Oscar Ote, that's O-T-T-E plus the games. He's on Martyrer, M-A-R-T-E-R-E-R plus the games. He's Oppo me on the Harris Kachinov match. Uh, and then he liked the over, the over 37 games in the Sebastian Corda match. I think we covered it all. Those are all your tennis picks uh, for the day. And he gave you all his uh, football plays. Jason, you will have all of those in the newsletter, both tennis and football, for both of us. Um, as the picks cavalcade continues a little later on this show with college football season win totals and Pete Futak's week one picks and Dr. Bob's week one picks uh, in hour number two. Um, Scott Seidenberg joins us next. He will be co-hosting Betting Across America today. Uh, we'll talk to him about his 20-game Major League Baseball winning streak in betting. That's fun. We'll get into his baseball picks today right here on the Numbers Game at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. With BetMGM, anyone can capture that Grand Slam championship feeling. Step on the court with the King of Sportsbooks for a chance to win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on any player to win the big tournament in Queens, New York. We're not allowed to say the name of the tournament, apparently. If any player serves an ace, you'll win $100 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. One ace, any player. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Sign up now and get access to BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, daily deals, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 in free bets if any player serves an ace in New York. New customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Todd Wishnev was on the show yesterday. He is uh, He's live texting the show. I always enjoy when, uh, when people live text the show. Uh, and here's why the picks went two and three yesterday. Todd confesses, I had those five picks. It was my fault. There it is. I told him not to play him. He is the tennis mush. There's no question he is. Uh, he says, Drew forgot to mention the most prestigious tourney of the, of the tennis season, the Las Vegas uh, <laughs> Invitational as well. Yes, famous. Todd is coming here next week to sign up for contests. We will be resuming the Las Vegas Invitational. So, Parles, I don't know if Palm is playing, but we're all playing again. Um, and then uh, he wanted to say this about uh, the tennis picks. He goes, no way anyone can find all four of your tennis picks with those insane names. Um, I got Harris and Cerebus Tormo, but God knows what the other two were. <laughs> you got to spell them. He's right. We do. Here's, so here's the deal on the Mac Jones Offensive Rookie of the Year. Again, the big news this morning, the Patriots released Cam Newton. And Cam, you know, again, Mac Jones was 10-1 to 1 this morning. If you didn't fly to bet it, 
You didn't get there. It was pulled. It is back now at BetMGM, and I'm a little surprised by this. Five to one. So it was just cut in half, not more. Five to one on Mac Jones. I'd still make that bet. Five to one? You're the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. You're starting from week one. So, again, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence were the only two you could say that about, that they're absolutely starting week one of the rookies. But they play for the Jaguars and the Jets. This just in, he plays for the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. I, I, would, I would make it a 5-1. to one. I'd make it a 5-1. to one, I'd just forget about it and come, come back to me in December. So there you go. Um, let's bring in this gentleman who is co-hosting uh, Betting Across America this afternoon and the author of a 20-game, recently a 20-game Major League Baseball winning streak, betting-wise. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Scott Seidenberg joins us. How you doing, Scott? Well, not as good as Mac Jones this morning, Gil. <laughs> He's happy. He has got some job security. Yeah, he, well, he sure did. Uh, do you agree with the, why my knee-jerk reaction was immediately, <clears throat> this is as COVID-related as anything? Uh, I think so. And I said this uh, uh, here on Beeson when Cam had to miss some time during the week with the Giants' practices. And it was going to be Mac Jones's opportunity to step up and play with the ones. And I do think that the rules this year with the NFL, with unvaccinated players and the testing protocols away from team facilities that would force them to miss upwards of five days away from the team, that's something that Bill Belichick does not want to have happen during the regular season. So getting rid of Cam. I think absolutely has to do with those protocols. Yeah, and he got to see it firsthand this week with Cam with uh, Cam Newton. So uh, Bill Belichick making the decision uh, and making it very decisively here before the season starts. So uh, let me ask you this, Scott. 20 Major League Baseball wins in a row. Um, that's awesome. I just had a 14-1-1 streak in uh, tennis, and I was going nuts about that. And none, of, and none of that was, you know, it was all dogs. It was all really short favorites. What were the parameters of your 20 baseball wins? What was the highest favorite amongst them? Uh, the highest favorite was probably in the 160 range, 165. I don't really go higher than that, and if I do, it's something in a parlay piece, so it wouldn't be a signal pick that I would give out to the audience. You know, I tend to look for things that are 165 and below in terms of favorites, but what I do play is a lot of different angles in terms of Major League Baseball games. I like first fives a lot, first five run lines where you can get lower juice, uh, team totals where you're getting 115, one. 10 on a lot of these lines so the juice is not as high as it would be on betting a game because there's a lot of correlated plays when it comes to Major League Baseball. You know, you take a team that has a distinct advantage uh, against an opposing pitcher where the lineup has really good numbers and rather than bet a team minus 290 on the money line, I'll take their team total over four and a half and watch them score five, six, seven runs, especially with the way that Major League Baseball has, has trended this year with runs being scored and the extra inning rule obviously helps out as well. So there's a lot of different angles that I find in these Major League Baseball games, more so than just taking a team on a money line. What did you land on today, if anything? So today I'm looking at a couple of mismatches when it comes to pitching. Uh, I do think that um, the Diamondbacks are live dogs against Blake Snell and the Padres. Don't know if I can convince myself, though, to pull the trigger on Diamondbacks' money line, but plus 160 is kind of attractive, especially if you can get it higher than that. Uh, waiting on a line on this Giants game, the Giants haven't decided a starting pitcher, but they're a team that has won me so much money oh, yeah. this season. I love the Giants, <laughs> especially when they're catching a run and a half as 
an underdog. Uh, the best record in Major League Baseball on the run line this year. The best record as an underdog this year. Uh, the Giants just continue to cash for me. Um, you know, Braves-Dodgers is a game that I'm probably going to stay away from, but Walker Bueller is pitching for a Cy Young Award. So motivation, uh, obviously the playoff push is there, but for him personally, you know, seeing what Corbin Burns did last night, kind of pitching himself into back into the equation here, I think Walker Bueller needs to step up against this Braves team and Charlie Morton. Uh, but an angle that I'm looking at actually is the Rockies and the total with the Rangers. You know, the Rangers give up more home runs than any team in Major League Baseball uh, between Jordan Lyles and Mike Fultonavich. And you get Jordan Lyles on the hill here tonight. You know, his his teammate Fulton has given up, I think, one more home run than him or else he would have the title. And he's probably going to gain the title tonight because uh, that's something that, you know, you have to be proud of, right? Giving up the most home runs yeah, of course. in Major League Baseball. But <laughs> you look at both of these pitchers who have the tendency to give up runs. You know, Gomer as well. In his last couple of starts, he's allowed, I think it's 13 runs in his last three starts so he's he's uh, certainly uh, capable of being hit around and for all the knocks on the Texas Rangers this year and how bad they are and and make no mistake Gil, they're a bad baseball team but they still put up runs I mean this lineup can still hit even without Joey Gallo so I think the total is a little low here at eight and a half uh, I do expect this game to be in the double digits Talking to Scott Seidenberg, you follow him on Twitter at Scott's On Air. That's Scott's with an S at the end, On Air. Um, decent contributor, I think we can call him. Uh, let's just say that for now. And a uh, co-host of uh, Betting Across America for today. Uh, he'll be sitting in. Uh, you have most recently done some stuff on the uh, on both the Jets and the Giants. I know that uh, you were locked in there to those teams and have done recent radio spots on them. And I'm curious where you stand week one on both of these teams. In case in, in the case of the Giants, the Broncos, a uh, couple-point favorites now in this one. Where do you stand on the Giants in week one? Where do you stand on them this season after a preseason, which Daniel Jones just didn't have many reps at all? There's nothing really to be hyped about with this Giants team. Uh, you saw the preseason. They didn't look good. And it's really going to be an important year for their general manager, Dave Gettleman, because not only is it the Daniel Jones pick, it's taking uh, Saquon Barkley second overall. And as dynamic as he is, a running back is just a waste at that spot. And then this past year, he had his first choice of all the offensive linemen on the board. And he takes Andrew Thomas to be the tackle. And uh, the guys looked like a turnstile so far in the preseason. So it hasn't been good for the Giants. There's not a lot of hype surrounding this team. I understand Kenny Galladay is there and he's attractive, but I don't know how healthy Saquon Barkley is going to be in the first couple of games of the season. And Daniel Jones hasn't shown anything to give you confidence that they're going to go out and win a game here against a very good Broncos defense. So uh, I'd be cautious if I'm looking at the Giants in this one. I never really like road favorites in the NFL, but it's under a field goal, which is attractive enough to go with the money line. Uh, I don't like the Giants in this spot. I don't like the Giants this season. Even though they're in an atrocious division, I still don't think they're going to be competing for a playoff spot. Yeah, Broncos, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I, it's the only bet I've made this for, for week one so far is the Broncos. I got it at minus one. Um, I just I really buy into the whole notion that I, I just don't know what Joe Judge and, and his staff are doing this preseason, not getting the reps for uh, their young quarterback and for other star players, as, as you mentioned, not, not playing in this. The Jets, on the other hand, they are they're five point dogs on the road. You see some four and a half consensus, four and a half point dogs at Carolina here in week one. 
Any thoughts on that game and the Jets, generally speaking, this year? I think the Jets will surprise people this year. Now, they're not going to be in the playoffs. They're certainly not going to be competitive for a wild card spot. But seven wins, very possible. Eight wins, I think we're doing cartwheels in New York. Uh, I really do think that this team will be competitive. And when I say competitive, I mean they're going to be live dogs. They're going to cover some spreads this year. Uh, Zach Wilson has looked incredible in the preseason. And I know it's against backups, so we have to kind of slow down the expectations. But so far, through his short tenure here in New York, he has said all the right things to the media. He's got an incredible maturity when it comes to the outlook of the game of football and what he has to do on the field. Uh, his quarterback rating through the three preseason games, tremendous. Every single one of his possessions has resulted in at least one first down, something that the Jets really you know, couldn't buy last season. And what I really love about this Jets team is that this offense under Mike LaFleur, who comes over from the, the Kyle Shanahan you know, tenure there in San Francisco, has already in three short preseason games looked more imaginative than the seasons that the Jets had under Adam Gase. There's more pre-stat motions, there's more misdirections, and I think this offense will actually put up some good numbers with the deepest wide receiver core the Jets have had since they lined up Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall on the outside. So I think the Jets are going to be live dogs in a lot of these football games. All right, your official baseball player plays for today, though, because I could sense producer number seven, Jason Kahn, uh, wondering this. <laughs> what, what Do you have an official one or two? Are we calling them official? Uh, I think we'll go with the Phillies on the short. Uh, we'll go with the Phillies on the, uh, the, the official play here. Right. Uh, I think the Phillies understand what has to happen here with um, their playoff push. Uh, I've seen the Nats as a favorite here against Matt Moore and the Phillies, and uh, we don't ever trust the Nationals as a favorite. We, we don't game, ever so. trust the Nationals, period, uh, these days. <laughs> Scott Seidenberg. Scott, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Anytime, Gil. Scott Seidenberg, everybody, at Scott's on air. Check him out again, co-hosting Betting Across America later this afternoon, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Dr. Bob, college football season win totals, and Cam by the numbers. We'll ask him about that next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, 
have a plan, and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 